0: Here they come!
1: Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Wade Burton to discuss the probe droid from The Empire Strikes Back.
0: Good G'day, Wade. Hello, Eric. How are you going, mate?
1: I'm all right I'm all right good to have you back and we were just saying there it's been a heck of a while hasn't it
0: it has about six months or so yeah I think. yeah
1: yeah yeah and uh we got you back and we got you back for another Star Wars the last time it was Return of the Jedi <laughs> and and you did say in that that you did see it at the cinema but you were small so does that mean Empire Strikes Back did you get to see that in the cinema as well?
0: No, no, I was, uh, I was living, I was living on a farm in the middle of what, in Australia, what we call the middle of whoop whoop. I was living way out in the bush. So, um, the nearest town was a couple of hours' drive away. So, um, unfortunately, I did not see the Empire Strikes Back. My only contact with it at the time was the, uh, scholastic, uh, uh, storybook, um, oh, yes. that, I, that I had that I just used to pour over with the fantastic pictures. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, my, my love from Star Wars was from afar. Right, right. And I guess the first time you saw it then was on, on, on TV. It would, yeah, it was on video, I guess, in the, uh, the early 80s there. I, I don't, I really don't have a, a clear uh, memory of the first time I saw it, which is, is quite strange because it, it literally is m- my all time favorite movie, like, easily. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a clear uh, first memory of it. Okay. And
1: where do you rate this? Is, is this your top Star Wars film, would you say? Or is it? It's oh. Return, isn't it? Return of the Jedi is yours?
0: No, no, Empire for sure. Oh, uh, it is? And, right. Oh, hands down. Like, I always, if I, ha- if I once I've had a few beers and I start talking to my wife, and I, I, I quite often will, will claim that Empire Strikes Back is the single greatest expression of human creativity ever. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start really getting out there. I'll say, you can keep your Beethoven, you can keep your Picasso. It's Empire Strikes Back. All right. Can I have?
1: I'm putting you on the spot here, Wade. But can I mm. have then? Mm. How do you rate them from number one downwards?
0: Mm. Um, Where do you go? I mean, Empire first. Uh, Empire number one. Um, Star Wars second, I guess, and Jedi third. But it, I think Jedi is. I think Jedi is a seriously underrated. I think when I mean, people quite often, you know, they put. Uh, you know, I've heard people. A lot of people say that they prefer uh, *Revenge of the Sith* over *Return of the Jedi*. I think that's just such nonsense. But uh, yeah, uh, so I guess uh, yeah, *Empire*, *Star Wars*, *Jedi*. But there's really very little between them all. I mean, it's it really they really are um, parts of the same piece as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um,
1: I agree with what you say there, except my order different. I'd just go four, five, six. Um, yeah, defer- oh, sorry, when I
0: said what I said, three, one, two. God, that's. You know what? I, I honestly th- I don't even think of the prequels. I just think of. The, the, the original trilogy has one, two, three, like Star Wars, yeah. that's it. Like, that's, yeah. yeah, so don't think of the prequels. They're um, a different
1: yeah. thing. I mean, I've, I, I've heard people, you know, they try to rate every Star Wars thing that's ever come out, you know, including the Rogue Ones, including the Holiday Special, uh, Force Awakens, and you can't really do it. This original trilogy is separated by so much time. You've watched it so many times yeah. more than the prequels or these new films. It's not fair. You can't really do that, can you?
0: Well, it's impossible to be objective about it. Like, in, in, in no sense do I expect everyone to agree with my, my opinion on The Empire Strikes Back or the Star Wars movies. Like, I, I know 100% there is so much uh, personal nostalgia that's wrapped up into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not capable of being objective because it's my own opinion. But, um, you know, from my point of view, from a certain point of view, uh, yeah, it's, it's the greatest movie ever made. And it's, it, I think Irvin Kershner, I was was the secret source? I'm so wish he could have done Jedi as well. Mm. Um, I can't remember the story behind that. I mean, no no disrespect to a Mark I, but uh, uh Kirshner brought that, especially in the Dagobah scenes. Those, those mystical scenes. There's uh, there's this uh, un- unworldly feeling to a lot of Empire that mm. is very distinctive.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to a clip. Um, we've got two scenes with the uh, with the pro droid. Um, mm and we're going to have a clip not much happens uh, audio wise in the uh, in the first uh, sequence so let's have a clip from the second sequence
0: okay princess we have a visitor they picked up something outside the base of zone 12 moving east it's metal then it couldn't be one of those creatures
1: could be a speeder, one of ours no
0: wait there's something very weak coming through
1: Sir, I am fluent in six million forms of communication. This signal is not
0: used by the Alliance. It could be an Imperial code. It isn't friendly, whatever it is. Come on, Chewie, let's check it out. <laughs> roads, 10 and 11 to station 3A. <laughs>
1: Something that suddenly just occurred to me um, watching this first sequence. I mean, you know, you have the the now traditional opening of a Star Wars film, where it opens in space, um, and we see the uh, Star Destroyer, and um, it launches. You know, many many of these probe droids. Is that really, if you think about it, the probe droid is the first character you ever see yep. in in Empire Strikes Back.
0: Absolutely. I was actually thinking about that today. It, it's 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 true.
1: Yeah. It's never occurred to me, um, but yeah, it is. If you if you consider droids characters, which you must do because C three is a character. So yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah, so yeah, off they go. That that they've we already know what they are because it's in the opening crawl that you know it's dispatched dispatch thousands of probe droids and away they fly in their in their little spaceship things, um, which we'll come it's on a- to uh, in behind the scenes. I think unless you sure. want to say something now.
0: Well, no, no. I was just they're, they're just uh, just researching this. There's some really cool, like you know, the, the, the effort that you know Star Wars. They put so much effort and detail in in the most minor details, which makes that uh, depth of depth of believability in, 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 in a wider universe. And yeah, they even designed the uh, the the I don't know what you'd call it the the pod that launches the uh, the probe. Like you know, the internals of it, like how the probe joint sits inside of it. It's uh, yeah. yeah, some really cool stuff out there.
1: It is very cool. Um, we've mentioned this before that, you know, they must have known that this is going to be a very fleeting glimpse of seeing these little pod things flying through. And so, and they're moving fast. So you're not going to see much of them, but that didn't stop them going to a heck of a lot of effort, yeah. you know, to create something, as you say, that is believable. Um, but we'll come into them in uh, behind the scenes. So off they shoot across the uh, across the galaxy and, and we get one arrive at Hoth. Um you don't, again, you don't really see the pod. You just see a, a, a flame effect, and you see yeah. it crash.
0: Like a, like a meteorite, like, uh, like yes. Luke thinks.
1: Yeah. And, um, and then you see the crater, and, and slowly up he comes. Now, um, if you hadn't had that opening crawl, and you didn't know that um, it was being launched from a Star Destroyer either, as soon as you see that land, you know that's a bad thing, don't you? <laughs> no way is this a good thing coming out of that crater.
0: Oh, it's it is the most it is a wonderful like <laughs> wonderfully ominous introduction. I mean the, the 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 malevolent eye, the 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 the, the wonderful sound design by Ben Burt, the, the, the I'll probably we'll start we'll probably talk about that some more. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the entire you have no doubt, and it's such efficient uh, storytelling. Like there's no dialogue. It's just, mm-hmm. but you know exactly that this thing is there, and it's uh has, <laughs> it's not it's not not there to uh be pleasant. It's trouble, isn't it? You know, absolutely. It's just so ominous, and the um, particularly that sound when it starts rising up. The uh, it's uh, I think it's like a recycled. Not really, I don't know if it's recycled, but it's very similar to the sound of the uh, torture droid in uh and Star Wars. I think it um, is. I think it yeah. is. Yeah, like it's. Uh, I think it's an up an up synthesizer. Like it's just such a oh, it I'm a I'm a bit of a synthesizer music nerd, I have to admit. I'm I'm a big fan of things like uh uh Kraftwerk and Jean Michel Jar. And uh, so that's that is just right up my alley. I, I could I could listen to that on loop all day.
1: Yeah. Ditto, I'm I'm a big fan of Um uh, Jean Michel Jar, yeah, Mike oh. Oldfield, uh that that John Carpenter we, yeah. scores especially, you
0: know. Yeah. Uh, we are such nerds. I think, I think, I think, I think, Kraftwerk is seriously the nerdiest music of all time. Like songs about calculators. It's uh it's embarrassing, but yeah, I do love it.
1: How you can have a song about calculators and uh, auto barns and stuff like that, and <laughs> and still and neon lights, and you can still make them fantastically memorable and catchy. Yeah. you know, they're yeah. geniuses. They were, Definitely. right. OK, well, let's move away uh, from Germany and get back to Hoff. Um, he rises up um, out of the crater and then we've got a long shot as he as he um, yep. I, lo- I love the way he comes out the crater and um, his aren't they're not legs, are they? Uh, that his arms slowly arms. unfold yeah. as, as he moves away. Yeah. Beautiful shot.
0: I mean it's, it's such a oh, it's such a great design like I mean obviously it's uh you know it got got a you know it looks like a spider with the, the the all the eyes and the uh the the legs but I also think it looks a lot like a jellyfish um which I, I have a particular personal uh dislike of we have you know these beautiful beaches in Australia and this hot weather and you go for a swim and then you get these bastard jellyfish stinging you and uh, um yeah, I really really hate jellyfish so yeah that's what I always think of
1: See, we don't really have that over in England. We have the jellyfish if you dare go in the water, but usually the waters are so (laughs) polluted, you know, the jellyfish you see are dead. (laughs) They're just blobs of uh, goo that wash up on the beach, you know. So we don't have that problem over here. Uh,
0: Well, uh, uh, well, it's a a mixed blessing.
1: Yeah. I I, I never thought about them, but, yeah, they do look like jellyfish. Um, I just look at the bulbous head. I I always think it looks like an insect. It's sort of like almost like a dragonfly head or something like that, you know but brilliant design.
0: Yeah. I mean and I I think it it I think it's drawing a lot also from uh War of the Worlds. I think it's it's basically a a floating tripod with a few more legs.
1: Yeah, true. You've got the crater if it had come out and was actually scuttling around on legs, then uh, yeah, it would have been very War of the Worlds like. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. I guess they mm. could have tried doing that and actually had a in scuttling one, but that would have maybe tested the uh, stop motion department you know uh, yeah. maybe that would have just taken up too much time it's cool it floats you know in the star wars galaxy you have repulsor lifts and that it can float no problem yeah. like I mean, you say the, I mean the torture droid was uh, exactly the same
0: yeah. so why not no no i mean it makes sense i mean in in the star wars universe i mean a uh, uh, repulsor of technology is is ubiquitous it's well, what would, would it not float i mean but then in this uh, same uh, same movie we have the iconic uh, uh, at that scene so yeah why why they decided to trundle in on the foot and who knows <laughs> all
1: right we're, we're, we're sliding into uh <laughs> n- n- nerdy geek there talk there uh, so right I, let's stay on target I, um i think, right, I think so, we slid into nerdy gig years ago man uh yeah about the time we saw star wars i think <laughs> yeah. 1980 there yeah. you go right okay um well that's that's him off he goes he floats away um so we've got to fast forward to uh the other sequence that he's in and um are we're, we're inside the command bunker of, of the rebels and they've picked up a metal object, haven't they? Um yeah. in zone twelve moving east.
0: Yeah, I I, I love the I love the uh, the sound design in the command bunker as well. Like there's so much really cool ambient sound going on in the background. It's 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 uh yeah, a lot of synthesizer stuff going on and um yeah, it's uh it's great.
1: Yeah, and that background noise, it, it's not just like a constant tone, you know. It rises and falls, rises yeah. and falls, doesn't yeah. it, you know. Again, Ben Burt didn't have to do that, but it just makes it more interesting.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean, Ben, I've got the um, – have you ever seen the uh, the Sounds of Star Wars book? It's the yes. the book – yeah, and it's got like the built-in speaker and little LCD screen so you can flip yeah. through. And I actually had to buy replacement batteries for that the other day. I've used it so much. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I was just about to say that. Um, I, I wanted to listen to the, the, you know, find the Ben Burt bit and, and, and listen to it. And I went to do it and it's like, oh, crap, I need to change the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: three, three triple A's. Three triple A's yeah. is what you need, man.
1: Yeah, I've got to get down to the shops. All right. <laughs> um, but talking about sound, um, something... That's uh, coming up next where they say, Wait, something very weak is coming through, and you hear its transmission. To me, ever since I saw this in the cinema, it sounds to me like it's saying, Key to the fifth, sir. Key to the fifth.
0: Wow. Okay. Do you get
1: that? I've
0: always just heard hammer and hammer, hammer and hammer. I've, I've just heard Harman Hauptner. Um, well, to
1: me, I'm, it's always key to the fifth, sir. Key to the fifth, yeah? and that's the audio clip you know that yeah. we're uh, uh playing on on this episode. So, folks, if you want to just rewind back about five ten keep minutes, a have a listen to that clip again. Uh, <laughs> uh, to me, it sounds exactly like key to the fifth, sir. Key to the fifth.
0: Right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind next time I listen to it. All right.
1: Okay. So. We have that. They're all listening, and, and C three PO starts bragging about how you know many forms of communication uh, he's he's trained in, and it's not used by the rebels.
0: Don't start the C three PO hate. I'm a C three PO apologist. I, I love three PO. <laughs> I, I won't hear a bad word bad word about the, about the goldenrod. Okay. All right. All right.
1: Move on. Don't want to fight. <laughs> um, I like how Han Solo says it isn't friendly. Whatever it is, how right. does he know that?
0: I don't, well, it's it's just he's a uh, you know long honed uh, instinct for trouble, I guess.
1: Or he's bullshitting it as usual. Yeah, you know? no. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, they, they, actually, there's a really funny bit there when, uh, when 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 Han says uh, could be a speeder or something, and the technician goes, "No." Yeah, he <laughs> he, he shuts, shuts it down, doesn't no, he? <laughs> no, you idiot! No, shut, shut up! up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, he goes, "Come on, Chewie, let's go and check it out." Something yeah. that's occurred to me is how how does he and Chewbacca get to Zone Twelve, right? Because mm. it's in Zone Twelve moving yeah. east, so they've got to get there. Now it's not in the Millennium Falcon because they're still yeah. trying to like put it back together. So I've got this mental image of both of them in
0: one Snowspeeder, you know, with <sighs> Chewbacca crammed into the back you know, seat. You know, you know what? I've just had an, an image of of Chewie on a Tauntaun. Ah, oh, I didn't even think think about Tauntauns. Oh. There no, that's know. such a good point, mate. That's, oh, gosh, I wonder if that's ever been covered in any of the, uh, the uh, extended universe stuff. That's, you know, exactly. I mean, how far away is it? It must be. Yeah. All we know is it's in,
1: it's in Zone
0: 12, you know. I mean, it's it's taking a picture of the uh, the uh, the generators. I mean, yes. And, and I'm sure it's covered somewhere, like how far away that is. Like, why they, you know, and there's probably a reason that they need to be exposed to the atmosphere. They can't be hidden away or underground or something. Yeah. but. So that's the power to the base. Like, surely yes. it can't be that far away. It can't be but... that
1: far. It can't be that far. Maybe they walked it. I don't know. But Rykin straight afterwards says uh, sends send Rogues ten and eleven to Station three eight. So mm. maybe Rogue ten and eleven. Maybe you know Han Solo was in Rogue ten and Chewbacca was in Rogue eleven. And so you've mm. got a mental image of. Each of them in a snow speeder
0: flying oh, that, out. To that'd zone be so, that, that would be so funny seeing Chewie squashed in the back. Because of course Han's going to drive. He's not going to let Chewie drive. So it'll be, be Chewie squashed in the back there with the uh, the harpoon gun. Oh, yeah. that's so good. I can't get that. <laughs> I can't get that image out of my head now.
1: I've got to Google it. I've got to try and see if I, if there are you know fan fan uh, recreations of them in snow speeders. <laughs> All right. Well, we cut to the Probe Droid, and he's still key to the fifth in there. You see him; he's still saying key yeah. to the fifth. Yeah. Um, and I love again just this attention to detail. I love how he's got two antennae on top, and they lower oh. down, but they they lower down at separate times. Yeah, and they yep. both have their own corresponding uh, sound effects as they both you know click click down
0: that. That click click is one of the most satisfying sounds in Star Wars. There's something about it. It's like oh, it's like it's like really high quality stereo equipment. Like when you you, you open up a, a really nice old tape deck or something, and the mechanism is really smooth. And oh, they when it it lowers down and then the tick, tick, oh, yeah. genius genius. It is.
1: It, it's not a clunk, is it? Yeah, no. That, that yeah. They are high tech. The Empire. You just get from all of this that they are so much more high tech than the rebels. They got the uh, Bang Bang and Olufsen uh, model probes. Yeah, <laughs> so he moves off. I mean, that's the full size one, and you know, you're pretty darn sure that he's just on a on a trolley being pushed by some grips. Yeah, uh, as he moves away, and we get a wipe to hand solo, um, and he sees the probe droid, um, the bottom of its legs convenient oh, sorry, arms, conveniently hidden by a snowbank. Did you notice mm, that? You know, yes, you- <laughs> these, uh,
0: these these very convenient snow drifts that uh, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Chewbacca
1: does a roar at it yeah. now wh- why does the probe droid set an alarm off because he's got this alarm that goes off all of a sudden
0: hmm I'm just I'm, I'm not sure i mean it, i mean obviously he was he, it, this thing has got such sensitive uh you know equipment like a uh, detection equipment it, it must have been aware that that han and chewie were there already like mm. it, I, I don't know how they managed to ambush this this uh this reconnaissance droid, like surely it would have been able to pick that up. Um, ah, yeah, the am
1: No, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they did walk then because maybe it, it can sense metal objects like the power generators, but not humans. So yeah, it's I not mean, until Chewbacca makes a noise that he, he's actually aware that they're there. Not,
0: maybe he hasn't not, got th- not that it's uh, like got any cannon or anything, but I, I do remember reading like, some sort of, like, extended universe stuff about the... You, know, you remember back in the 90s, like, there was no Star Wars stuff. And then, mm. you know, you get the role-playing games that were basically the only source of information. And I remember reading stuff about the the adventures of the probe droid and, you know, it encountered wampers and all this stuff that went on. And um, so, in my own head, because I'd read that stuff, I always assumed it could detect uh, life forms. But, right. you know, again, this is with arguing made-up canon that no one, when they made the movie, ever thought twice about, so.
1: And I'm sure it's been dismissed since then, yeah. and, you yeah. know, yeah. So we we go into the firefight, great firefight, great editing about, you yeah. know, the shots backwards and forwards, you
0: know. Yeah, oh, definitely. And the, uh, it, it, it it turns around so quickly, like, uh, <laughs> their plan could have gone wrong so easily. Like, he, he barely gets back undercover.
1: cover. Yeah. I mean fast. that could, have, that, could
0: have, that could have been the end of uh, that could have been the end of uh, Han Solo then, which is about a laser bolt to the face.
1: Yeah. And I mean he reckons it it, it did self-destruct. Yeah. Um, but it 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 was given as good as it got. So, you know, I don't understand why it would um, self-destruct.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's just to ensure that it's I don't know, like uh like, like if you're a spy in enemy territory and you're captured, you, you'll kill yourself so you can't be in, interrogated. So the, so the droid self, self, uh, you know, self-destructs so uh, you know, the, the rebels can't hack into it and, and find uh, out information, I guess.
1: So he's doing like the old cyanide exactly. under the tongue type thing. Ah, oh, right, the old, okay.
0: The old droid cyanide under the tongue trick.
1: Yeah, he's a spy through and through, isn't he? Right. Absolutely.
0: So, but he's destroyed and that's it. Uh, Come on. That's, uh yeah, and that's it. That's the end well, of him. What do you think about the explosion? the uh, it looks a bit unconvincing. the cuts from here's the droid, here's the droid, and the droid it's not really there, and there's an explosion in front of it. it's a bit it's a bit rough, I think. I like the sound of it because it's almost like
1: two explosions. You have a small boomph and then a bigger boomph, and it's practical. So whenever you have a practical effect, especially with them filming it in Norway and, you know, minus whatever, you know, uh, total respect for that. Um, No, I don't mind it. I don't mind it.
0: I I mean more specifically, like, because I I don't think they blew up the actual uh, prop because it clearly disappears. Like, when you go frame by frame, it's like, it's, mm. it, it's not there. And it's, 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 uh it could come into my score later on. Could come into okay. my score. All right.
1: No, they didn't blow it up. I mean, it's still in the Film archive. Yeah. It's in, in, in that massive great hangar. So yeah, I don't know what they blew up in its, uh in its place, but uh, no, I
0: don't mind it. It's all, it's all right. W- what one other thing I, I meant to bring up just as a little side thing. This scene is, is the source of one of the great Star Wars debates. Mm-hmm. Han, Han Solo's jacket, is it blue or is it brown?
1: Is this an action figure thing? Is this to do with the action figures?
0: Well, no, no. In your opinion, in your opinion, just off the top of your head, what colour is Han Solo's jacket? Well, it's blue, isn't it? It's Of course it's blue. Of course yeah. it's blue. But what? when he shot, but maybe you're not aware of this, When when they shot the scene, the jacket was actually brown was it and it and it it, i'll I'll send you some photos so you can post these up uh on the facebook page so Mm. the the actual jacket that he wore was brown and but when they did color correction uh in the scene it it appears navy blue and and there's yeah there's like like brown brown jacket truth is out there people are like no that isn't blue it's brown and people get very angry about this but at the end of the day the, the way i've always thought of it is that uh, Harrison Ford wore a brown jacket. Han Solo wears a blue jacket. It's, there you go. What's in the movie is in the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's never occurred to me. I thought it was something about you could get two action figures um, with two different colours. But no, <laughs> I, I never. I certainly never noticed that up until you said that. So it's always been blue to me.
0: Wow. Well, there you go. You, you just remind me. Just speaking of of, of the action figures, uh, have you all always thought of this droid as the probe droid? Yeah,
1: because that's what he's called in yeah. the opening yeah. uh, scroll.
0: Absolutely, I, I didn't realize till we were doing this, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll jump on Google, have a bit of a look. I've always thought of it and cannot stop thinking of it as the Probot, and that's entirely because of the toys. The Kenner, uh, there was a little Kenner action set. Uh, it's called uh, Turret and Probot, I think. It had like one of the turrets that the uh, Rebels yeah, have in yeah. the Battle of Hoth, yeah. and, a, and a little Probot on a like a, a white sort of molded snow base. And I've always thought, I I didn't didn't even have one, but it's so, it just shows how how effective uh, marketing to children is. I've always thought of this thing as the probot, even though it's referred to in the movie as an Imperial probe droid. It's funny you should
1: mention that toy because I've always wanted a model of a probe droid. And um, they're not there's been like you know uh garage kits made of them over the years mm-hmm. and there's no been never been a licensed one i've wanted a decent one but yeah. one time i really got a hankering for making one and uh i was on ebay and i typed typed in pro droid and i found one of those toy ones that you're talking about it was just loose and it was very very basic but what i did was i um i i bought it i uh, modified it a bit repainted it and i i was going to put it into a scene and i thought well just having it coming out of a snowy crater, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not that interesting. And then I thought, oh, hang on. And what I've done, I'll put it up on Facebook. I, okay. I made. I, I made a setting. I, I again went on eBay and I bought a couple of crappy, uh, cheap plastic skeletons. Modified them, <laughs> and I've I made the burnt up um, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. <laughs> okay with right. the probe droid above them because you know there's always been this thing of how come they, that when luke discovers their bodies that burnt stormtroopers yeah. didn't have flamethrowers and i'm thinking it was a probe droid that killed them okay hmm. so i've made this little diorama of a probe droid standing over the the, the dead bodies of uh, of those two i'll, I'll put it up on facebook so you can see what i did
0: that sounds great yeah interesting yeah.
1: so um what was i going to say before we get onto behind the scenes oh yeah what what uh, with the prequels, we see other uh, probe droids. Yep. What, what, what's your thought about them being called probe droids?
0: Uh, well, to be honest, I think the word probe droid is a very, like, I can imagine that being a fairly wide-ranging term. I don't think probe droid means specifically this model of a probe droid. I, like in the same way, uh, like Astromech doesn't mean R two. It's, uh, um, yeah. I, actually, one of my, one of my, one of my sort of. Yeah, probably one of the moments of uh, the Phantom Menace that I, I enjoyed a bit more was that scene when Darth Maul lands on Tatooine and sends out his uh, three uh, his three probe droids, those little round balls. Yeah. Um, Darth I thought Maul's they... balls. <laughs> Darth Maul's, Darth Maul's three balls. Yes, uh, he's uh, he's the opposite of Hitler. Um, he he's had one extra. Three black balls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh yeah. It, I, I thought they they were a pretty cool design and and obviously reminiscent of the uh, the probe droid and they had some cool sound effects and um, yeah I and, like
1: that. What I didn't like is in the the special edition A New Hope where you know the sandtroopers they're going down the Mos um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. and you've got those uh, stupidly clumsily. Yeah. Hover ones just placed in there like that.
0: Yep, that's yep. They are, they are so bad, and they they're very unthreatening looking as well. They're quite a yeah. They're quite a yeah. Quite a, a really non not a very uh militaristic looking uh probe. But yeah, the special editions. There they, they must you could do a special, I reckon, about the special editions. Like there's there there, and the thing is, there's some good stuff in them. Like there, there, there is some good stuff in them, and it, like, and there's definitely like to me, the Star Wars trilogy is not perfect. There's stuff I would love to change, but they picked really odd stuff to change. Like really, yeah. it's really, and obviously at the time, it, it wasn't really based on enhancing those movies for the sake of that. It really was about warming up for the uh, for for the Phantom Menace. So it was you know it was them doing uh, some R and D and 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 getting paid for it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to see a herd of banthers, You know, it doesn't add to the film yep. in the slightest. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: But getting back to the probe droid, I, I I don't mind the term probe droid because, you know, in this yep. uh, second scene, Princess Leia actually says Imperial probe droid. She doesn't just say probe droid. She says Imperial probe droid, which sure. I take to refer to or imply that there are rebel probe droids. This one yeah. belongs to the Imperials. So, yeah, it, it's a generic device for scouting out things, isn't it?
0: I mean, I mean, just God, look at the the context of our our awful modern world now, and like the the, the place that uh, uh, drones play play in in modern warfare, and um, you know, it, it's it would be exactly the same. It's yeah. if any if anything, like uh, droids and probes are underused in a realistic sense, but that's you know, it's it's a movie, but um yeah they make it make uh, the the rebellion would would surely have an equivalent it maybe might not might not do the exact same function in terms of but yeah it would have some sort of scouting um, autonomous probes for sure
1: okay all right let's go on to behind the scenes then uh now Mm. you know some stuff and i know some stuff so uh so let's (laughs) let's get into it right um rewind back to that first sequence the first time we see them um it's actually called a dispatch pod the thing that the probe droids okay. inside. Well, it, the,
0: the name fits.
1: Yeah. Now, talking about name fitting, I don't know if I can ad- attempt this name, all right? The dispatch pod exterior, okay, mm-hmm. um, was mainly built from a, a Tamiya World War Two kit. You know, of course, you know, okay. uh, scratch builders, model makers. Tamiya model kits have been used, you know, since Tamiya kits came out, you know, all the way through uh, with model makers because brilliantly cast uh, very fine crisp detail on these yep. model kits and they were used yep. again and again and again this one is mainly made from here we go a 135th scale from the second world war a german panzer spar eight rad. <laughs> okay the pronunciation
0: I'll, was correct i can confirm yes
1: oh thank you wait yeah. um i'll put it up on facebook it, it's a classic kit um um, I've used them many times. They don't cost much money. They're still available now, and pretty much every part in that kit you can use. Okay, so there's nothing so- on there that you can't use.
0: So these models that you're still... Are these are still like from the original release, like from how, how long ago, from back in the 60s or 70s? and they're Yeah, this, still...
1: the, the, this model kit came out in the 70s. It's still available now, only for like, you know, you can pick them up for about maybe 20 pounds, something okay. like that. And uh, Martin Bauer, you know, he's famously said, I, I love this kit because you can use every bit in it. You get great value for money. And they actually used this an awful lot on Alien, this kit on yeah. Alien. Um, mm. It's basically... It's like a, an armoured car, an eight-wheeled armoured car. Right. And uh, what they did for the dispatch pod, they actually used the hull of, of, of this armoured car. And um, they used like four of them, and they stuck them all together to make an, an almost, like, like a clunky circle shape, okay, right. by putting them together uh, for the basic shape. Uh, and then a ton of other kit parts. I've got a brilliant photo that I'm going to put up on Facebook, uh, of of the stack of kits that you need if you wish to recreate <laughs> one of these, and a lot of guys are, are on the uh, replica prop forum and other places, they are quite you know avid recreators of this model, yeah. but it's so darn expensive because like this kit, the the, the main. Kit is is still readily available. So many of the other ones are not, and yeah. they are incredibly rare now. And I've done this before, where when I've done studio recreations, you have to track down a kit, pay way over the odds for it to just have like one part out of it,
0: you know. So, do, um, do, do you think the um, just side topic, but do you think the uh, the advent of you know, in in this kind of modelling.
1: Sorry, so, sorry, Wade. You you dropped out for a second. Then. Oh, sorry, man. Uh, just say I was just it again, saying, please.
0: I was just saying, with with um the advent of like cheap, good quality three D printing. I mean, do you think that's going to have an impact on a uh, a bit of a, a bit of a resurgence in 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 that style of of uh, kit building of like being able to, uh, you know, basically recreate if you don't have the original, but being able to recreate these parts because that seems that oh. seems custom made for the for the for the job.
1: Yeah, it will come. I mean, you can, if you go onto this site called Shapeways, uh, you can get a 3D printed uh, probe probe droid dispatch pod. Um, But they're very small because technology at the moment now, they're very small. They're only about like, you know, four or five inches long. What a lot of people do for this actual model is uh, they will take castings of parts and then they will just produce you know so you only need to buy because sometimes some of the kits you know you would have to buy like four or five of the same kit to get four or five of those parts so what they do is they they cast their own and that cuts the costs down um another thing that i'm going to put up on facebook is you know it, it it's a lovely design the way that you've got these holes stuck together to make this um this chunky tube shape, but mm. it wasn't new. Um, Martin Bauer, again, he had done the same thing about five years before on space 1999 on like a space station. He had done the okay. same thing. And I saw that I stumbled across that image and I, I and I got in touch with him. I said like, Martin, um, this looks very similar to the thing that was in empire strikes back. Do you, do you know, did the people, you know, get in touch with you and ask how you made it or anything like that? And he went, no, I don't know anything about it. So it looks like it's just a coincidence. Well, um uh, Did
0: you know about the Mobius connection? Mobius, no. The uh, the uh, French comic uh, artist. Yeah, yeah. So, and and also a bit of an alien connection here. So th- this is the, just doing a bit of research for this episode was I've, I've actually learned a couple of things. It's actually been really, really, really cool. So I'll send you the link. But basically, the probe droid um, really was lifted from a, a Mobius comic from 1975 um, called The Long Tomorrow. Um, okay. I'll, I'll send you the link. It's very clearly taken from that, and I do I do know that George Lucas was a massive Mobius fan, and Joe Johnston um, was definitely. And it, it's one of those things that you can't find confirmation anywhere, but there's a lot of people who sort of say that that is where it's it came from. Basically, it's a one panel, and in the background there is a probe droid. It, it's it's right. actually it's actually standing on the ground. It's not floating, but it it is very very similar. Um, and that comic, speaking of the Alien connection, that was actually, he, uh, Mobius was the artist and it was written by uh, Dan O'Bannon of right. Alien fame.
1: Right. And of course, Ridley Scott was a massive fan of Mobius, so that's why he yeah. got him in to do a lot of pre-production art for Alien, didn't
0: he? Absolutely. And are you aware of the second Alien connection of the Probot? This one blew my mind. I had no idea about this. Did you know that uh, Ben Bird did sound effects on Alien? I didn't know that. No way. No I, I will send you the links, and IMDB does not mention him it, it, I've found the most scared basically, it's from that book I was talking about the sounds of Star Wars where he casually mentions let me let me crack open the book actually. I'll read it to you because I was reading it and my because basically I've, I've sort of just went through it and you know played some sound effects at random, and my battery went dead ages ago, so I never got a ton of use out of it. so okay, here we go. this is from this is from the Voice of Ben Bird. So, he's regarding, talking about the uh, the voice of the probot. The voice of the probot droid came from came from the shortwave recordings from, uh, sorry, the voice of the probot droid came from shortwave recordings from the ham radio set of Bert's grandfather. I mixed it with some outtakes of weird transmission noises I'd created for a warning signal that beckons the spaceship Nostromo to a ghostly planet in Alien. Ah. So, he... The the, the the warning the uh the, the, the emergency beacon slash warning beacon at, at that at the beginning of Alien. Ben Burt made that. The original he one. It's that. it's been it's been tweaked since actually on, on some of the subsequent uh releases, but the original one was Ben Burt and that blew my mind.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. That's on the Blu ray where, you know, they actually listen to this acoustic beacon. Um yep. and, but I never knew that was Ben Burt.
0: me I know, it will. and then, and then I, that, I went down such a rabbit hole researching that. That was my night last night, trying to find more confirmation of that. But there really isn't much else out there besides a few fleeting references on Google. But that that is from Ben Bird's right. words in, in the book, Ben. So, yeah. I wonder
1: how that, that worked because, you know, Alien was a totally UK production. Did they, like, bring him over to do that or did he do something, cobble it together and put it on, you know uh, – an eight-track magnetic cartridge yep. and send it across, or what? I don't <laughs> I, know.
0: I really wish I could have found some more information about that. Um, I, I went on IMDb. He isn't listed in the credits. It isn't listed uh, his own his own uh, IMDb page doesn't list any uh, no entry for Alien, um, but he's claiming that he did that. So yeah, yeah right. Well, it really makes sense
1: because, you know, Ridley Scott has said, you know, he wasn't a fan of science fiction and then he saw Star Wars and that's when he thought, well, maybe I could, do, uh, you, you know, turn to sure. science fiction and, and, and then did Alien. So, it could be that he was a fan of Ben Burtt's work from Star Wars and, and, and flew him over because, you know, that that film certainly was uh, money, no object. So, yeah, so, bring so him over that, for a couple of weeks.
0: When, you know? when's, so, Alien, was that 79? 79, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Star Wars have been out for two years, so it lines up, but yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah. interesting.
1: Oh, very interesting, yeah. But if anybody on the Facebook page can, um, you know, put up or, anything that they might find uh, regarding Ben's uh, input, or, that'd be
0: cool. Or if Ben Burt's listening, please get in touch. Yeah, come on, Ben. <laughs> I, could, spill, I could spill the beans. I could use some advice. I've got a new microphone. I'd love some advice, Ben, so yeah, that'd be good, man. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, the, the miniature Probe Droid, it, it was the first one built for the film. This is the first miniature ever built for the film. Yep. And it was a bit of a rush job. Did you see that? Um, because, okay. you know, you got ILM in the States making the miniatures. And over in England at Elstree, you had the full-size prop makers yeah. waiting for the miniature or, or photos of the miniature. Um, they needed reference photos so that they can make the full-size version. Okay. Yeah. And, and that was something that the miniature team were keen to do because it's always best for a miniature team to make a, you know, a robot or whatever, a spacecraft, give it to the full size guys, and then they scale it up and they make the full size one. It's much harder if you have a full size prop that you, you then have to recreate in miniature, yeah. you know, because so, then they'd have to make a smaller version and then you would have problems with sourcing parts and recreating details and stuff yeah. like that.
0: So when the uh so when the, the droid lands and then the first scene where it comes out of the crater, that is the miniature, correct? Yes.
1: Yeah. The the, the miniature's only in two shots.
0: Yeah. Um, so 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 it's it's done it's done like a live shot there, where it's basically they're filming it and they just rise it up and then it's a stop motion when it floats off, as I understand. Yeah.
1: Dennis Muren calls it a puppet. He, he says the, the, the miniature, the, the first time you see it when it's coming out of the crater, it's effectively used as a live-action puppet. And get yeah. this, this is what I love about old-school filmmaking. They achieved it coming out of the crater. Um, they had made a dummy crater, you know, on a table, and there was a hole in the bottom of the crater. And underneath that, you had the probe droid. And it was basically on a seesaw okay (laughs) so you kind of like nail it to a seesaw somebody leans on the other end of the seesaw and up he pops it was as simple as that
0: (laughs) that's great
1: yeah but that was also the stop motion miniature it was also used for stop motion and that's and that's when you see it um um it was animated by a guy called tom sent amand and uh, that's the one that's floating away from the crater
0: and you get that that lovely, uh, that lovely shot where the, the, arm, the arms slightly unfold out as it takes yeah. off, and it feels very spidery in, in that scene.
1: Yes, yeah, excellent. Um, now, that's the, that's the miniature one. Now, I, I've been able to source tons of photos of, you know, the full-size one being built and being transported to, yep. to Norway, but I haven't been able to find anything about the actual construction, the, the, the actual materials it was made out of. Have you?
0: No, it, it. I was actually quite surprised um, how little detailed information there is about that. And I, I, just before we 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 uh we connected on Skype tonight, I actually found a, a pretty a, probably the most information I'd found yet, and um, nothing particularly uh, uh mind blowing. But um, yeah, it was just a. It's such an iconic to me. It's such an iconic uh piece of uh of of the movie, and I've seen I've seen loads of people with the. Uh, with a uh, probe droid tattoos and, and it's, you know, it gets, it was in rogue one in the, in a background shot. It's, you know, it's one of those um very iconic, uh, uh, you know, characters. So yeah, it is surprising that the lack of detailed information.
1: Yeah. Again, if anybody out there knows just what it was made out of, can you drop by Facebook and, you know, just fill us in, that would be really good.
0: I mean, basically, I mean, it, all, all I do know is that the full size one, it's, it, it 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 was articulated. Basically, the the top head section and the body section could both rotate uh, independently, uh, and you can and you can see that in, in the shots where it moves off. They'll they'll sort of rotate the head around as as it yeah. moves. Um, and apparently the arms were articulated um, and the gun as well. So I assume with the when it says the gun was articulated, we must be capable of moving uh, left and right. But there, there's no that the. the they didn't uh, utilize that at all in in the live action shots. It, no. The, there's no movement in the arms or the gun at all.
1: Mm. Mm. It's a bit of a shame, but there you go. It's it, it's 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 still a terrific shot. So, yeah, oh, yes. All right. So uh, having said that, we've got to move on to the rating now, mm. Wade. What do you think?
0: Oh, well, look, it's, it's, for me. It's just a question of how high it's going to be. I mean, I do love it. it it's such a like I was saying earlier, it's really efficient storytelling. It, it sets the scene. It's one of those little scenes in Star Wars that just feels so real and makes you, like, just, you know, when I was watching when I was younger, really get sucked in and I'd want to know more. And it'd probably, I'd probably go read some terrible, uh, um, you know, Tales from Jabba's Palace sort of knockoff to, to find out more about these things. Um, so it looks great, fantastic design, fantastic sound uh, work uh, with it. Um, I have I have to dock duck it a little bit Just for I think the uh, The explosion I don't know if you go watch It again there's something about it it's like probe droids Here then it disappears and it's clearly right. not there It's a bit of a, the transition There could have been a bit smoother so Having said that look nine nine 9.5 uh, It's uh yeah I'm, I love it it's uh when i when i was doing the research i kept seeing all these like high you know high-end uh you know one six scale models and stuff you could buy and yeah and if my wife's you know, if i can get the credit card the wife <laughs> later on man i might be having a probe droid here because it, it really is one of my favorite uh my favorite uh droids and I, i'm a big droid fan in general to be honest i think i think droids are fascinating in the star wars universe there's a mm. it's a conversation for another time but these uh sentient uh sentient slaves basically they're um slaves it's a very interesting story to be told there and i think that could be a quite a good uh droid based star wars movie one day
1: okay yeah no all right um my 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 view um yeah like you say great design great sound um you know it's a classic iconic you know character from the star wars universe special effects wise uh you can see what it is you can tell yeah that's a stop-motion Uh, model and yeah that's live action you can totally see what it is um but when it comes to rating it i've got to put it in the context of the rest of the film's special effects and for that i'm not going to be as generous as you Mm. um i'm actually the controversial i'm only going to give it a seven
0: i'm still i'm storming out right now (laughs) nice knowing you wade Um, (laughs) good night yeah (laughs) thank you
1: and good night Oh well fair enough but that still gives it an 8.25
0: Like we were talking before, like people's opinions, you know, people are allowed to have an incorrect opinion. That's, you know, that's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, direct the hate mail at me and not (laughs) to Wade, okay? Uh, All right. All right, that's it. That's it. Thanks for that. I've I've really enjoyed this one. It's a classic character and it's a classic sequence. And uh, Hmm. you're always good value for money, Wade. So thanks for coming along today.
0: No, thank you, mate. It was—it was actually like like I said, I, I've learned. I think we've both learned some some stuff about this, which I wasn't aware of before. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun rabbit hole to 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 go down. And um, yeah, thank you for the I, th- thank you for the chance to have a chat, mate.
1: I'm going to go down Ben Burt's hole now. Um, I'm going to try and go down, so to speak. I'm going down his rabbit hole. I've got to track this alien connection down. You know,
0: yeah. I'll send you the uh, link. I'll send you the link to the uh, the info I found in the. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah. the Mobius stuff as well. It's very it's very interesting. Please
1: do. Yeah, 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 please do. And I'm going to go up now and have a look in my Sounds of Star Wars book and, and, and read that for myself. Right. You've set me off on a quest there. Sound Not effect. a quest for the Holy Grail like one of our old episodes together. Uh, I've got a new quest. So
0: thanks for that, Wade. My pleasure. It's Sound Effect 105. That's the entry you'll, you'll want to be looking at. 105. I'm on my way. All right. Thanks for today then, Wade. My pleasure. And thank
1: you everyone. As I say, if you can uh, illuminate us on um, any of the things discussed today, um, put it over on the Facebook page. Thank you everyone and.